Welcome to the Venari podcast and the next episode in our Biopharma Chief Commercial Officer series. My name is Joe Knight. I lead the commercial function within the life sciences and healthcare practice here at Venari Partners. I'm joined today by Michael Ferguson, who is Chief Commercial Officer at Abivax. Michael's career began in consulting. He spent 12 years at Shire before the Takeda acquisition, followed by a few years at Arena Pharmaceuticals. He joined Abivax in April this year. In the podcast today, we're talking IPOs, taking a Chief Commercial Officer role, and aligning the commercial organisation with medical. Hi, Michael. Welcome to the Venari podcast. Thank you for the opportunity, Joe. Great to have you with us. So, Michael, let's start with you. Tell us a bit about your career to date. Yeah, so uh, I think you nailed it with the uh, with the intro, Joe. But uh, yeah, so kind of took my uh, career uh, initiation in consulting, like like you said. Spent majority of my entire career in the pharma, uh, biotech, life sciences uh, industry. Uh, in the beginning, it was really more on the commercial operations side uh, and uh, kind of had this career moment where I decided that I really wanted to get closer to the customer uh, and, uh, you know, took a, a lateral move over to uh, the marketing side and really kind of grew up uh, in becoming a brand manager uh, at Shire. Uh, Ultimately, took increasing roles uh, of responsibility through mergers and acquisitions, and be able to be able to lead brands and build teams. Uh, so, I've had the opportunity to lead uh, major uh, gastrointestinal brands, uh, both on uh, the specialty side as well as uh, on the rare uh, disease uh, side of the house. Uh, and uh, have had the opportunity to to, to work with a really uh, a lot of great people and build uh, uh, amazing culture uh, within the organizations that I've had the opportunity to work in. Uh, and uh, recently, uh, have had the opportunity to work at a number of small companies that are really focused on bringing uh, innovative uh, uh, treatments uh, for GI diseases uh, uh, to, to, to launch and to market to help patients. Uh, so that's really been uh, a focus of mine over the last uh, last few years with both Arena uh, as well as now with uh, Abivax. Yeah, indeed. And it sounds like there's some exciting things going on at Abivax, not least the recent IPO. So congratulations there. Would be great to about, understand about your involvement there from a chief sure. perspective. Yeah, so uh, we had a little bit of a reset uh, for uh, the organization uh, at the time of, of my joining, as well as uh, the chief medical officer, Sheldon Sloan, who also joined uh, at that time. And in a little bit, we can talk a little bit about the relationship that we've been able to forge and, and how we uh, collaborate together for the betterment of the organization. But, you know, from a commercial perspective, really the focus was prioritization uh, and focus for the organization. So uh, Abivax actually has its roots uh, in vaccines. Uh, it actually uh, had a vaccine uh, that was targeting uh, HIV therapy. Uh, it was uh, effective, but not commercially viable. Uh, and uh, through uh, serendipitous discovery, identified an asset, our lead asset, obafazumab, uh, that has um, an effect uh, in inflammatory uh, diseases. So we reshifted and prioritized our focus uh, in uh, the IBD space, specifically ulcerative colitis, and we've made a strategic decision to focus uh, an additional trial on Crohn's disease. So uh, we wanted to be able to kind of reshift uh, the organization. So uh, what my team and, and myself uh, obviously was uh, responsible for was contributing to a revised mission and vision uh, and direction for the company. 
my team specifically drove the rebranding uh, of the organization. Uh, so uh, the new, the look, the feel, the, the how we show up externally uh, with customers, what our uh, external strategy is going to be in terms of positioning uh, for the product. And uh, our team took a really strong leadership role in, in driving the uh, IPO and the investor day preparedness in terms of developing uh, the new and revised corporate deck uh, that's used uh, externally uh, with invest uh, with investors. In addition, uh, we drove the uh, the revised kind of Congress presence. So how do we show up in the field of gastroenterology? How do we increase the awareness of Avivax uh, within the, uh, the GI space? How do we increase the awareness uh, and the differentiation narrative for obafazimod? Uh, and then finally, from an internal uh, perspective, we really were, uh, were focused on building out the commercial capabilities. So launch preparedness, building out that launch plan, identifying what we think is the appropriate opportunity for uh, for our asset, building out kind of the payer landscape in terms of how we think uh, the uh, community would be receiving uh, our target product profile uh, in a competitive landscape uh, within the IVD field at the time of launch. So building out all of those capabilities to be able to support uh, our uh, our journey towards launch. Yeah, it sounds like it's been a, a busy first six months and, and, and like you've had a lot going on. This is your first Chief Commercial Officer role. Is there anything you've learned over the last six months that you think is uh, particularly pertinent since, since taking that title? What's interesting is with every role, you learn things uh, along the way. And, you know, so one of the things that I've learned in previous roles is you're only as good as your team. It's really important that you not only attract, but you're also able to retain really good people and most importantly, empower them to feel like they can own, drive and lead valuable, meaningful work and get and build a culture that fosters collaboration, not only within the commercial team, but more broadly within the the, the entire team. And obviously, you know, from a commercial perspective, we work very closely with the medical team. So we'll talk about that in a bit, but uh, really fostering that sense of collaboration and drive. So from a lessons, you know, in terms of the, the newness to the CCO role, at some point, you have to take a step back and say, okay, it's not just about uh, the what in terms of what we do, because, you know, if you hire uh, and you you set the, uh, the pace for a highly performing, uh, you know, capable team, uh, they're going to drive, they're going to go through a brick wall, right? It's, it's also about the how. So uh, a lesson learned, uh, I think, for, for me, when you think through it is every organization has growing pains. So there's a change management aspect to bringing people along the journey as opposed to just driving the, the, you know, the, the journey itself. So uh, I think a lesson learned would be take a moment, pause, make sure people feel like they're a part of it outside of the broader commercial team and making sure that they're contributing and they feel like they're part of the journey and then they're supportive of that journey. Uh, because it is, in this instance, it's the next chapter of Abivax and everyone either that was here before and it is newly here now or will be, we're all on part of that journey together. You mentioned the the relationship you have with the Chief Medical Officer Abivax for, for a while. You came to the role, I think, already having a, a contact with him. Um, how do you go about working with the medical business and aligning the commercial strategy with the medical organization? 
Yeah, so I've been fortunate uh, to have uh, you know developed and fostered uh, you know strong relationships with uh, with medical the R and D organization throughout my career, uh, but you know specifically uh, in the past, last two uh, organizations have had the opportunity and really the blessing to uh, have worked with uh, Dr. Sheldon Sloan, um, you know who is our chief medical officer uh, and uh, was the, uh, the the lead for Atrazimod, um, you know when we worked together. At arena. In addition, uh, the head of medical affairs, Chris Rabat, uh, you know, I partnered with him uh, at uh, at Arena uh, as well, and he is now the head of medical affairs at at Arena. Um, sorry, at Abavax, and it's just a tremendous partnership, a tremendous collaboration, uh, a tremendous amount of respect mutually uh, for for what we do, and I think what's important for uh, for pretty commercial companies is to understand that it's really critical to have a, a laser focus on the positioning uh, for the product, the strategic priorities and imperatives for the organization, and a focus in terms of how we're going to allocate resources uh, accordingly. So obviously, the commercial team supports the, uh, the launch preparedness, the opportunity evaluation, the strategy, uh, you know, where we place our bets uh, accordingly, how we think, uh, you know, the product, uh, you know, is best uh, positioned in the market. And it's completely appropriate and critical that we align with our medical teams in terms of what is the, the, the use case for the product, and ultimately, what do we have to do to show and differentiate uh, and get people to build awareness, uh, or to gain awareness, rather, to be able to then learn about, uh, you know, uh, our, our assets. So we align on the strategic level, we set forth the priorities for the organization, and specifically the commercial and medical, you know, the, 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 the North Star for the product. And then each team then develops their own uh, specific, uh, you know, uh, objectives uh, and key results and holds each other accountable to do so. Uh, so each team kind of has their own kind of marching orders, but then we share information back and forth such that for the benefit of each team to respectively execute against their strategic discipline. Yeah, indeed. No, it sounds like a, a great relationship that you have with with medical there and, and one that is going to further the aims of the organization quite, quite significantly. You talked earlier about fostering great relationships with your team to encourage high performance. What are the key things you think about here when you're helping teams develop and grow and, and, and motivating them? Number one, it's all about identifying uh, the people that you think uh, can, uh, can not only contribute, but also grow and also to be able to, to partner and to collaborate. I think all of us can look back uh, on uh, moments in their career when they identify people that are more of the I people. I did this. I accomplished this. I drove this. I expect this. And those people, you know, can be very successful. What I've been experienced, uh, at least exposed to and, and gained experience along the way is those people aren't the best team players. It's really important that you identify people that really work well together and that think, how can I help? How can I fill a gap? Because at a small company, you know, for example, I have a team of, of uh, amazing, like six highly perform, high performer uh, uh, type, type, type people. They now work so well together because they anticipate what the next 
question that we're going to have to answer down the line. And they are filling gaps for the medical organization or for the IR function. They're just, they're, they're reading things, they're anticipating, and they're being able to, to, to support the broader functional teams in ways that honestly extend the value uh, uh, of, uh, of the commercial team. And I think when you think about a commercial function in a pre-commercial setting, we're really the drivers of the strategy for, uh, for you know, for, for the organization, and we support the insights and the intelligence uh, to to drive to pressure test that strategy, but ultimately to execute, you know, uh, that strategy in collaboration with uh, the partners in the organization. Okay, finally, I'd like to ask you to think about this new role that you've taken uh, as chief commercial That's... officer at Abivax whether you have any advice for executives who are thinking about becoming a chief commercial officer. They might be a long way away from that. They might be closer to it. Is there anything you think you did that meant that that transition was more straightforward? You're only as valuable as your team. So it's really super, super, even it, especially in a small company, but especially for someone that's new uh, in the role, it's really important that you hire, focus, build up, empower that team because they're an extension uh of you in that uh in that capacity and then the other the other uh kind of suggestion for uh for someone that's new in the role obviously there's different functions throughout uh you know a, a leadership team i think it's really important to understand what each uh person on that team and that function is is doing what's what's important to them how we can better support them and whether it's really critical that uh that I meet with the chief scientific officer uh on uh on a recurring basis it may not be important to to them because they are heavily focused on you know the, the R&D side of the equation uh it's important for us to establish and maintain those relationships because there's going to be a time when our team needs something from them and their team needs something from us. And the, the easier that you have developed that working relationship and maintained that line of communication, it only helps you, uh, you know, when when challenges arise. And as we know, there's always growing pains uh, for, for organizations uh, throughout uh, the course of its journey. And building and establishing relationships outside of your function is uh, is critical to uh, the success of an organization. Okay, Michael. Well, look, thanks so much for joining the Venari podcast. Some great insights there and uh, look forward to working with you in the future. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate the opportunity.